Hi everyone, welcome back to Legacy Music on the Stage. Today we're going to be talking about stage preparation and really what's necessary to get your stage looking pristine and incredibly awesome. Hi everyone, welcome to Legacy Music on the Stage with Ryan Snyder. Let's get this podcast started. Hi everyone, thank you so much for listening to Legacy Music on the Stage. My name is Ryan Snyder and I'm going to be your host right now talking to you about stage preparation and what it means to have your stage looking pristine and ready to go. Now it may not be actually physically your stage that you are preparing, it may be somebody else's stage. But as we all know as musicians, if you're the one that's stage prepping, you're actually putting the drums in place, you're putting the guitar in place, you're doing all that stuff, there are major facets that are going to be in place for you to be not only uh, doing it successfully, you're not tripping over yourself, you have room to play, all the different stuff, but then on top of it, you're going to have the state, the actual place, the venue that you're going to is going to want you back because you're doing it on a professional level. They're not having a whole bunch of cleanup. They're not having a whole bunch of uh, risk management that they're going to have to deal with because you didn't gaff tape up your cords. A lot of that stuff is basic preparation, a basic thought process as a band and as a musician that you might want to think about if you're going into venues that don't already supply this. So I'm talking about venues that already say, you bring your own chords, you bring your own instruments, you bring your own stuff. Because I know venues that actually provide chords, they provide the stage, they provide the gaff tape, they provide all that as a service to you, but they make you pay extra. See, the difference here is, is that we're talking about venues where you can say, actually, we already have the gaff tape. We already have all the cords that need to be put in place. We already have everything that we need in, in place so that when we come to you, we put it, we put it all together. We clean it all up. You don't have to worry about it. It's all done. So number one, the first and foremost thing is you want to have that conversation with the venue. You're going to that specific venue and you're saying, we want to play here. They're graciously opening it up, charging you a little bit or whatever it is, whatever whatever you, whatever percentage there, they might do the, the, the entrance fee, they might take a percentage there, they might just be paying you for just being there, you know, because based on people coming in, it might be a flat rate, excuse me. Anyway, what it is, is you're coming into their area. It's not your place. If you own your own split, your place, your own venue, we're gonna talk about that too. Right now we're talking about actually going to their place. The biggest thing here is, is when you go to their place, number one, you want to make sure that all, all of your gear is packed up, ready to go in order so that when you are hitting the stage, now this might seem basic, but we're going through the basics. So that when you're about to hit go on stage, because there might be people following you, there might be people in, you know going that's ahead of you, you need to be ready to go like that. So what I'm trying to say is, so when you're going in, and you're going into the venue, you have a big old amp. You guys are probably toting it in your van, your car, 
If you have a bus, you're probably already knowing this and you're probably not needing this information. If you're going in, you're a brand new band, you're going into it, you have to think about the prep time, how much prep time you need to have. You need to think about how how much time you have before you have to be on stage. You have to think about all of that. If they have their own equipment, their own cores, all that different stuff, and all you have to do is physically plug in, that's fine, that's perfect. But you need to be, obviously be respectful of all their stuff. If you're going to be have, holding on to their cord and it's not wireless and you want to do a tomahawk throw around your shoulder deal and you pull and rip one of their cords, then you need to go do something different. You, you, can't, you can't do that, right? If it's your own physical cord, whatever it is, that's fine. You know, you have the budget to, to ruin that cord or ruin that guitar just in case the clip doesn't work or it falls off. I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody's guitar. They try to do something fancy, whatever it is, it falls off, smashes their guitar, and their gig is done. Be respectful of your stuff. Be respectful of other people's stuff. So anyway, so know ahead of time what you're getting into. Know ahead of time what you're going to go, what that venue has. Know ahead of time what they need you to do as the band. Next, that's number one, is know what you need to do. Talk to the venue. Number two, when you're gaff taping, when you are actually physically, if you're going there and you have to physically put your cords down, please, for the love of everything, gaff tape your, your cords. Not so that you can't move around. I'm not saying you shouldn't move around, but gaff tape your cords. Your electrical cords, your plug-in cords, if you are running a really long plug-in cord and you're in charge of all that, they've already talked to you, please gaff tape them correctly. Don't buy the one-inch tape or the or the half inch tape and do this the the overcross and then every once in a while do it take the professional time buy the three inch tape two inch tape whatever is going to be big enough to hold your cores however big your cord is or how many cords you're actually putting in take the time to do it professionally you have you might have videographers you might have sound technicians you might have all this different stuff coming across and you don't want as a liability somebody tripping over your cord that you didn't gaff tape correctly then they fall and they break their neck or they <laughs> that's a little extreme they break an elbow they fall they hurt themselves or or even worse yet you fall and you hurt yourself you're i've seen it so many so many times where they don't gaff tape what they're supposed to gaff tape and you have a, your buddy runs across, your buddy's doing a crazy guitar lick, he runs across the stage, and then bam, he's on his face because you guys didn't know how to, you guys didn't gaff tape ahead of time. Please, for the love of God, gaff tape everything that, that is not gonna be needed to be moved around. If you're a guitarist and you need a 30 foot cord and you're running across the big old massive stage, that's fine. I would actually, actually encourage you to have a, 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 a wireless setup if that's the case, if that's what you're doing. If you're running around the stage all the time, please use a wireless setup. Or if you're going to do a wired setup, at least know how that works. If you're on a tiny, tiny stage, and a lot of times this is the case, you're in, you're in a blues band and you're in a really small you know, blues bar or you're in a, a jazz band and you're, you have small area to work with, you're not going to be running around. Please, please gaff tape. Please gaff tape. And if you don't know what gaff tape is, go online, go to Amazon right now and search gaff tape. Don't even try to spell it. it, it just G-A-F-F tape. 
Just put that in there and see what comes up. You'll be surprised at what it is. If you haven't invested in it, it's not that expensive. It's like $10, $15 maybe for a big roll and it's gonna last you for a while unless you're doing a ton of gigs and then just buy a lot of them. You probably have the money to buy a little bit more than just one roll. They have fancy ones out there where it already is connected to a stick. You can actually just, it'll, it'll come together. It'll run the, run the liner through. It'll run the cords together. It'll gaff tape it down. It's easy peasy if you want to do that as well. That's fine. Or get it on your hands and knees and do it yourself. That's great too. So number one, know where your venue is. Know what the expectations of you, of, of what their expectations for you is. Number two, please gaff tape. If you're going to gaff tape, do it right. Don't do the overstretch across one piece and then go five feet down. Don't gaff tape it and then do another stretch across, you know, a little tiny, little tiny piece of it and then do it. No, don't be frugal in this. This is not worth somebody else's injury or life or whatever it is. I've seen tons of times where people fall off the stage because they weren't the, the was, it wasn't gaff taped. So please do that. So that was first, uh, it was second. Number three, if you're using big, massive bass amps, and you don't have a lot of room on the stage. Where, and the question I'm gonna to ask to you is, and I'm gonna tell you the answer is, where do you think that base should be set up? If it's gonna be, do you want it to be center? Should it be the back corner? Should it be, should it be on the right-hand side? The reality is, is the, ba- the where you want the base to be, at least from where I, my perspective is, is you want it to be either on the far backhand right or far backhand left. You're not gonna put that thing dead center because most of the time that's where the drum is anyway, and you're not gonna wanna have it too, tro- too close to the drums. Why? You ask why. There's a thing called a snare drum. If you have the bass amp right next to the snare drum, in the recording mix or wherever you have, it's gonna get that sound with the snare. It's not gonna sound good, it's gonna sound distorted, it's not gonna sound clean especially when you're doing a live set and it's that you can hear that almost exclusively over anything that you're doing and it sounds crap it's not good take that bass amp plug it in somewhere if they're running it through a main sound system push it as far away as possible push it as far away as possible so that then gaff tape your cord like i said then you have some room, give yourself five, maybe 10 feet of room so you can move around a little bit. If you wanna have some fun, give yourself that room. Buy a 25, 30 foot cord, that's okay. Push it back all the way to the back corner, please. That way, most of the time you have a wall that has an outlet that's in the back right hand corner. Try to find that outlet. If you have an extension cord, whatever it is, try to find that outlet. That's great. Backhand corner, left or right. That's perfect. Second, the next one, not it's fourth, but it's kind of like he's kept going through. I just mentioned it is extension cords. Have a plethora of extension cords. It always seems stupid. Every time I've seen this, tons of times, a band member will come in, and it's one of the most frustrating things for venues is you come in and say, "Hey, I don't have an extension cord, or I don't have a power strip. Can you give us one?" Don't be lazy. Go to the go to oh, a Meyer, Fred Meyer, Walmart, Target. Go buy one. Go to the local Goodwill. Try to find an extension cord or a power strip. They don't cost that much. Invest in it. Have five, six, seven of them, just in case one gets lost, one gets stolen. I've I've had people lose and get their get their power strip stolen for no good reason. People just steal power strips. I don't understand it, but they do. 
So anyway, I have a plethora of, of extension cords and power strips. All those, also those, those C connectors, those, those connectors that plug into your amps, have extras of those too. Have, have basic, those connections, have those in excess access as well. You don't know if there's a power surge and it runs through and it, if you don't have a power strip and you don't have, you don't have a, a power a surge protector, a surge could go through there and that's gonna kill your amp or kill, at least kill the cord, if, may, if not your amp. At least have a surge, if you, you need to have a surge protector, that's number one, you need to have a surge protector with, with an extension cord. If you don't have a surge protector, you're putting yourself up for liability, have a surge protector. Even if you're having it just on one amp, have a surge protector. It'll save you time and money. It's gonna save you on repair, all that stuff. Have a surge protector. Have excess of those, have excess of those cores just in general. Now, also with cores, have access, uh, excess of your uh, guitar cores. All the other, uh, any other cores that you're using, have the, the smaller ones that daisy from your uh, guitar pedals, for your distortion pedals and your reverb pedals, have extra of those. Because you don't know if something bends while you know while you're putting it away. If something bends and it doesn't work, and then if if you have a if you have a song that's needing reverb and you have your reverb pedal and it can't be plugged in, it's not going to sound the same. Have extra of those cords. I can't emphasize that enough. Have extra cords, please. Have extra cords. Last but not least, you're going through all that stuff. You've you've done your set. You've, you've been, you know, you've done everything. It went well or went bad, whatever it is. When you clean up, please, when you clean up, make sure you're moving around. There's people that, that throw stuff at you, whatever it is. You know, if you're really good, they're, th- they're, they're throwing flowers or whatever it is at you. If you're really bad, it's tomatoes. Just kidding. But a lot of stuff, there's a lot of moving around. Please make sure if you've scuffed up the floor or if you've literally like scratched the floor with your with your amp be courteous to that venue and say hey we scratched your floor we apologize can we help this out can we pay for this can we can we paint it what is whatever it is if they you know at least you're making the gesture sometimes they'll say no 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 don't worry about it you know that's fine whatever it is take ownership of it if you're dragging your amp across the floor First of all, don't do that. But if it happens, which it sometimes does, there's mistakes. If it happens, own up to it. If you break something of theirs, own up to it. Because guess what? That rep- that reputation of that venue, if you have a bad reputation, guess what that venue is going to do? They're going to call up every single local area and say, hey, they trashed my place. They're no good. And guess what? You lose clients and you lose opportunities very quickly. Very quickly. And that you don't want that. Be professional, be well-informed, know what you're doing. First off, don't have that in the first place. Don't scrape it across the floor. Pick it up, have somebody pick it up. If it's a big, massive amp and you can't do it, get a dolly. Get something that works that you can do that. One of those flat dollies you can set it on. Do that. Last but not least, I said that again, make sure that you're professional in the way that you leave. Have pull, Obviously, pull your van up, pull your car up so that you're not stretching your back out, not so you're not killing yourself, pull it up to the door. Ask them if you can pull it up to the door. Have that conversation with them. And then finally, have fun. This is an opportunity for you to really enjoy yourself on the stage. But if you do a professional job at the beginning, 
perfect professional job, maintaining everything, and then a professional job at the end. You're not only are you going to have more opportunities, you're going to be able to come back to that place, but you're going to have more opportunities to go to other places and have a good reputation. I hope this helped you guys. Please uh, subscribe to our channel on Apple Music. We're on or our Apple uh, Podcast. We're on a lot of whole different things, whole different places. Please follow us on Anchor. If you uh, want to go to LegacyMusicStore.com, <coughs> excuse me, if you want to go to LegacyMusicStore.com, we can provide you with a lot of gear that we have. We have all the wireless stuff. We have cords. We have amps, we have drums, we have guitars, we have all that stuff. So please go to our website at LegacyMusicStore.com. If you're a guitarist and you need picks, we have an awesome program called Picks for Kids where we uh, sponsor kids for free music lessons. If you buy those specific guitar picks, we make those picks out of uh, gift cards, uh, donated gift cards that are, they aren't even used, they're not even loaded, they've never been loaded. And uh, we cut them up and we make them into gift, uh, we make them into guitar picks and they're really durable and they're about a medium size uh, feel. So about 0.76 millimeters is where we're at with those. Anyway, if you're a bassist or even a, a just a guitarist in general, both work very, very, really, really well. They're very durable. So go to legacymusicstore.com forward slash picks for kids and you can see that in our, in our site there and on mobile you can see that there just pick the, click the picks for kids option and there's that as well. We have great merchandise, we have great t-shirts, all that stuff so please go there and do that and uh, we'll talk to you guys again. Thank you very much. Please leave voice messages on Anchor if you have any questions and I'll gladly let you know, let you know my response and let you know how uh, to go about those things if you have any questions. Alright, thank you guys. Have a great day.